Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host. You've got Jason Theobald in the house. Jason, what's going on on this Sunday with you, man? Oh, not much. I'm just uh, been hoarding myself in the house, you know, <laughs> like yeah. everyone else pretty much today. It's uh, March 22nd as we record this, and I'm, I'm actually just going to uh, screen it, listen to it, make sure that it all comes out good, and I'm going to upload it tonight so people actually nice. listen today. Um, because we've had to, we, we released that last one as all the Corona stuff started hitting the gyms got shut down. So we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about any of that stuff. I mean, you guys are probably nah. so much, you're fucking sick of it all over social. Like I can't even make a post about, I made a post about something the other day that was diet related and how to, how to keep pushing. And somebody was, all they want to talk about was Corona on the post. I'm like, dude, like fuck me, right. other things we can talk about. So we're not going to tell. We're not going to go there today on the show. So, <laughs> um, but Jason, good news, dude. We're up to like two hundred and twenty freaking reviews, right? That's amazing. Yeah, what are we on episode sixteen? Yeah, today is episode sixteen. Uh, we did get a one star review, and you know what the funny thing is about it? <laughs> the guy didn't. They probably don't like me or you. No, no. They love the podcast. I think they just accidentally hit what they were like, dude, we love the podcast. Thank you so much. And then they left one star and I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're you should contact me. Like, did you really, did you really mean to hit one? Cause you said you loved us. <laughs> yeah, I might. So if, if, if you're that person out there and you're listening, I mean, uh, it just is what it is. I mean, we've got 220 and one of them's an accidental one star. So that tells me that we're doing the right thing on these podcasts. And we really, yeah, appreciate for sure. That. We are, we are in the next, let's see this episode. So we have two more episodes and then we'll announce um, the winner. So those will come from the reviews. So guys leave reviews, make sure you tag us on social. So I see those and the winner, we're going to pick one gets to work with me for a free year, whether it's for prep, whether you, whether you're just a lifestyle yeah. top type client, one free year with me, anything you want and need. Um, and that's going to be fun. I like to do that every few years and kind of either sponsor somebody or give something away as a way to give back to say thank you to you guys. So um, keep leaving those reviews and we will be picking a winner here in the next two to three weeks. Um, Jason, let's go ahead and let's, let's kick this off. Let's talk about something new with both of us this week. And then we're going to yeah. get to our topic, how to know if you're ready to step on stage or honestly, how to know if you're ready to diet in general. So before that yeah. though, What's something kind of cool that you've learned this week or something that you're doing that people would like to hear about? Yeah. Um, so uh, one thing I did this week, I, you know, we're not going to get into the Corona, but I have been more, you know, I've been more stressed. I think just everyone has, I mean, I'm trying not to dwell on things, but I think just, you know, um, just internal stress was up and I was, I, I have a whoop app. And so people that don't know, um, you really should start looking into it, but it, be that as it may, um, it tracks your HRV, your heart rate variability. And this is just a um, tool that helps you know whether you're moving in and out of parasympathetic and sympathetic, um, you know, properly. Well, are you, are you coming out of your sympathetic states into being relaxed? And um, it tracks your recovery as well. And they're very related. So um, I was noticing like starting last Saturday, I had read recovery, which almost never happens on a Saturday because I normally get to sleep in. Um, and then I had yellows all week and I'm talking low, like 34% recovery, 36. And it was all freaking week. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do something I do with my people and I can kind of check data. So I did a cortisol reset. And what I do is, is I up carbs. Um, I pull all cardio 
generally there's at least one day with no training in there, sometimes two or three, depending on how many days of, of rest I give. But I, and then I ask the client to get more sleep, at least an hour, try to get to bed an hour early. And then I do um, two to three cordies uh, from our new ethics line every uh, three to four hours. And I did this on Wednesday, and that day I didn't train. And I woke up with 93% recovery, and my HRV was over 50, which is really good for me. Um, I did train that day, but I pulled back. And then I woke up at 79% uh, recovery with another solid HRV. I think it was still in the 40s. And these are good numbers for me. I know some people have HRVs in the hundreds all the time, and I don't. And so the app, the app starts to um, basically customize itself to you and your body. But in any event, um, it worked really well. And that shows how well I'm moving back into a parasympathetic state, which is rest uh, and, and, and digest. So I do this with my people throughout prep, especially my women. Um, and in no way do I think in two days are you completely resetting your cortisol levels, but they're definitely dropping and you're definitely getting out of that sympathetic driven state. So yeah, it was cool to see the data. And if you want to see those screenshots, you can head over to my Instagram, Scooby Prep One, IFBB Pro. But that was something cool that I kind of backed up with data that I've been doing with a lot of my women in prep. Yeah, and the cool thing is that's actually we're going to do a full episode on that. I actually put that on the list, so we're going to get to a full complete episode. We're going to talk about everything in detail there. Um, something new that I've been doing is, you know, I hit a new low and it was 206 pounds. And the cool thing about that is I was 207 last week and I hit this low this week. I've just been doing my carb ups as I hit new lows and I make sure that I hit them for a couple days in a row so I know it's not a fluke. So last, last week I hit 207 two or three times, and then I hit 207 flat here for a couple of days, and then 206 today. So I know it's time to carb up. And I like to just kind of do them by feel, um, fill back out because I, I know my body. So today I'm going to decide on how many carbs to have. Last week I had about 500, and that sounds super high, but fuck, I'm, I'm literally eating 50 carbs pre, 50 post, and my training's all high rep anyway. So, and I'm training six right. days a week, so I'm super depleted and I'm spreading that 500 carbs out. They're all low GI. I'm not slamming a bunch of junk food. Right. You know, I'm having some whole wheat pizzas that I make at home. I'll have some corn checks. I'll have some cream of rice or some potatoes. Like it's not a bunch of junk food, but Jason, I, I know that that's something that you like to do yourself when I've seen you prep is you like yes. to kind of go by feel. Yeah. You know, I definitely like if I'm prepping myself and I hit a new low early, like say before, like, you know, that, that usually seven day refeed, I'll just go ahead and refeed early. Um, but I usually won't push my refeeds past seven or eight days. Personally, I just kind of find that's my sweet spot. But for me, if I'm early, you know, in a drop, I have no problem taking a refeed then. And, you know, sometimes my clients will check in and be like, Hey man, I'm down three pounds. I know I'm not supposed to check in till, and I'll be like, let's just go ahead and refeed now. And then now this will be your new day unless this happens again, you know, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely kind of do that myself. Yeah. I know in the early beginning stages of my, my clients, whenever I work with them, normally, you know, they're going to carb up once, you know, every seven days, once they get nice and good into the diet. But I, yeah. I had a girl check in today, her name's Sally. She's probably listening she was starting to drop a little bit too much. So I went ahead and added some food and we carved up today yeah. and she actually yeah. had her high carb day yesterday, but she dropped yeah. a lot today and she was already dropping leading into that. And I'm like, all right, that wasn't enough. I, she's only like four pounds from stage. I'm like, I don't want to risk muscle loss. So obviously my fat ass isn't going to lose any muscle right now. So I'm not really worried about that. <laughs> it's something that definitely going by feel and we'll talk more about that. Yeah. 
on a future episode. Let's go ahead and get into our, our, our topic today in the nitty gritty, how to know you're ready to step on stage or honestly, man, how to know that you're ready to start a diet. Um, this is a great topic. Most people don't understand how to plan a good prep. And I figured, you know what, this, we're very specific on our end with our, either ourselves or our clients. We're the two people to give really, really good feedback on that. Man, I really, I think we should start off on some of the mistakes we see and kind of start off with that. Yeah. And that, I think a lot of okay. listeners will hear these and they'll be like, you know what? He's talking to me or, oh, I've done that before. Or shit, man, I'm doing that with right. my clients. Um, so I'll go ahead and throw a couple of these at you and I'll chime in from time to time. I think the number one thing that I see when someone's new is mm-hmm. they prep too often. What What's the conversation that you have with somebody or how do you determine what to tell someone when they come to you and they apply to be an athlete and they're prepping too often. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, I ask for a little history even before someone signed on with me. And so, you know, you'll see someone coming to you and, you know, it might be, um, you know, May and they're like, well, I just got done off the stage in March and I'd like to go ahead and get ready for a show in September. You know, I'm looking for a new coach and I'm like, uh, that's not really the smartest game plan here, you know? So you see, I'll see that a lot and I just got to gather some. And the reason being is hormones haven't came back um, and they haven't got their calories high enough, most likely. Um, Now there are outliers, there really are, who just aren't seem to be affected by prep as hard, but nine out of 10, that's not going to be that person or 9.5 out of 10. So, um, you know, you start to see those patterns and you realize, and you got to, you got to educate them that, you know, hormones are still down in the tank. Your metabolic capacity hasn't been built back up. Um, that's not really a smart idea. What we need to do right now is take a step back, uh, get your calories at least over 2000 and, um, let's build some muscle, um, so that you're better. You know, I go into that conversation too, or you just haven't been off stage enough. And if your goal is to actually be better, um, the only way you can do that is by improving your conditioning. Um, and if your conditioning was good, well, you're not going to be better at all. So, you know, those are kind of some of the conversations I start to have in regards to that, that topic. Yeah, man. And a lot of these mistakes that we're going to outline guys, these are all pretty much what Jason and I have come up with kind of our red flags. These are our things that are, that we say, Hey, listen, prepping probably isn't a good idea. Here's some red flags that we always look for. And when, you know, Jason, that kind of brings us kind of full circle to time off, not only have hormones and stuff come, come back up, but if there's someone that has prepped before uh, and they don't have enough time off, they're not going to put the muscle on that they need. So then, then you're looking at not looking any better on stage. So like you said, yeah, the only improvement might be leaner, but they might actually fucking lose muscle. If they haven't put new muscle on or put all that lost muscle back on, I've I've yep. seen it and I've done it myself um, back in the days when I first started. Not diet. to mention the hormones aren't there. The hormones now are worse, right? And so you know their testosterone is going to be lower because they haven't let it come back. Um, so they're dieting on a, a less efficient body and they're going to need less calories. And I know our listeners out there be like, oh shit, yeah, that was me, you know. And so you see it time and time again. And I'm just not willing to do it at this point in my career because it's super frustrating and I just don't need to take the client. Yeah. And that's, you know, that kind of leads to the next, I mean, that feeds right into the next one. And I see this, especially in the natural bodybuilding world, 
Uh-huh. Most people don't know that's going on. I mean, I, you can really know in your head, like you and I just know, just from a time standpoint that that's happening. But people aren't looking at their fucking labs, man, like in natural bodybuilding. Yeah. I know most most assistant folks or in the MPC, they're looking just to kind of keep keep track of health. I mean, some aren't, but yeah. Dude, on my side of things, like people aren't looking at fucking labs. So how do they even right. know? So that, I've got that listed as our next mistake. Yep. It's uh, Which, not looking at labs. Yeah. I mean, go, go ahead and talk about that. Like, how, what do you say to people when they come to you and they're like, I don't have labs or yeah. I don't want to get yeah. labs. So here's the deal. I have people fill out an MSQ, which is a metabolic stress questionnaire. And this is asking about all the efficiencies of the body and the systems of the body. And so when I start seeing high scores on, you know, digestion and, you know, anxiety and not sleeping well and mind fog and, you know, allergies are high, all these things that really should not be going on. I'm like, look, we need to look at your hormones. I don't care if you're natural or not. And then I start asking, well, how often have you dieted? What's your dieting history? You know, all these things start to come out on the table that, you know, that spell out, okay, there's a hormonal issue here. So, you know, 90% 90% of my people that come through at this point in stage of my career, I'm getting hormones because it makes my job so much easier when I can just use a few nutraceuticals, feed the client up and, and give the give the body a jump start and get it to a point where prep's going to be a lot better for that person in the long run. Um, so labs are important. Like this sport, quote unquote, if you want to call it a sport, is hormonally driven. I mean, it just is. And to bury your hand, head in the sand on that is crazy, especially when like you don't even need a doctor to do this. You can go to uh, Labs MD or Private MD and get freaking labs um, for about 200 bucks, which honestly, that's not shit. Um, and then you can put yourself in a much better position uh, to do this right. No, I, I agree 100%. I just know that Dude, in natural bodybuilding, people just don't look. Like, they just have no idea. And a lot of people like to say, oh, natural bodybuilding is the the healthiest way to prep. But if you're not looking at your fucking labs, you don't understand just how unhealthy that side of the sport really can be. I think the only time I don't really look at a client's labs are, like, if it's somebody that's young, they don't have a dieting history, they haven't prepped for stage, they don't have – their body fat's not too high. Like, it might be a 22-year-old – like I had one that I prepped last year. She was a cheerleader in college. She worked out. Um, her, she already had a decent physique, and she didn't have a dieting history. So I was, and she needed to lose about eight pounds to get to stage. I'm like, all right, I, she's young. She doesn't have a lot of money. I'm not going to ask her for labs. So I was able to to get her there and reverse her out, and she was fine. So I mean, but very rarely should people not look at them. Um, right. What about this one, man? <laughs> I know we both get this a lot. After after a show or after a diet, people blow up and they gain fat, and then they yep. want to turn around and they say, "I just yep. want to be lean again." So then they diet yeah. for that show in April, and then they gain a bunch of fat over two months, and then they want to turn around and try and do a show in fucking September. Um, yep. Dude, that's a huge mistake. Just guys, if you're out there listening, just to do it to be lean again, you're missing all those important things Jason just said earlier about hormones. Yeah, and you know what, honestly. A lot of times that body doesn't respond anyways. They try and, you know, for one, they haven't built the right habits. So they'll diet for like a week and then they'll, they'll have a shitty weekend and then they'll lower their calories even more. And then, you know, they'll put in four day, 14 days and then they'll have another shitty weekend and they'll lower calories even more. And, you know, after two months, they might drop five pounds. They're still chubby. Now their calories are nowhere and they've, they've, they've stalled out their hormones even more. And those are the people that get in the trouble, um, 
that reverse dieting just doesn't work, you know, and then you've got those hormonal issues and they've been down so long that you, you need someone that knows what the fuck they're doing to get that body going again. So, um, that is a huge mistake post show to get into that cycle. You know, like I tell people, look, if you got fat, that's on you, but you got to get your calories up right now and we can diet later and get that off. But that that's, you're going to have to live with that and realize that's a mistake that you made. And, uh, you know, we'll fix it in eight months once we get your, your hormones back up and your, your uh, metabolic capacity kicking in again. Yeah. And I always tell my clients when that happens too, like we're trying to turn around and, and get a little bit of it off and it just doesn't move. I always tell them, I say, listen, if you're trying to relose fat that you just lost not very long ago, you haven't put a bunch of muscle on. First of all, you put a lot of fat on to relose that fat is so much harder the second time. So get ready to do things that are going to also strip more muscle off of you. So even if they get some of that fat back off, they're going to lose muscle with it. I've just seen it time and time again. Definitely. Um, like you said, it's just a terrible, terrible way to go about it. What about this one, man? I, I see a lot of people come to me and they're, they're wanting to prep, but their stress is fucking high. They've got a wedding that's two weeks after yeah. their show or they're going through a divorce so they, they're pissed and they want to prep and get on stage or maybe they, they just lost their job in the middle of prep or they've got five kids and the kids are wearing them the fuck out and they're just all over the place. Like <laughs> when people are prepping, when their stress is extremely high, even if they, even if they have had a good off season to me, I, yes. I try and make sure people aren't in this super highly stressful environment before they start prep. Yes. Yeah, you, you, you can't be in a stressful environment before you start prep. And I'll tell you, I think people have heard me go on the record before of saying, you know, men seem to be able to, to lose fat a little better in stressful situations and women seem to come to a halt. And when I read The Cortisol Connection, um, the doctor in that book made a really kind of important statement that I shared on my stories that really kind of kind of solidified what I was seeing anecdotally. And he said that women's hormones are hugely impacted by stress and cortisol. Men, their heart is more impacted by stress and cortisol. So that's why heart attacks are higher in men and our cardiovascular system takes a bigger hit, but women's hormonal systems take a bigger hit. And so, you know, I see this more with women where like if they're super stressed, you might as well call it off or figure out how you're going to get that stress and that cortisol down. Um, and, you know, at that point, when you're in competition prep, I can't pull training back, really. I can't really pull cardio back. So then it, they really have to figure out what can they adjust in their lives. And sometimes they just can't at that point in time. So I always just say it's not worth putting that out your body under that. Let's, let's build right now. Let's get me into a surplus. And so it takes a mature person to kind of recognize that situation. And coaches need to be able to recognize it. But, you know, we have these coaches out there who want to build their rep and they want to get that person to stage and they don't give a fuck. So, you know, that's a problem too. Yeah. It, you know what, man, there, there's a couple more here. One of them we're going to go into a lot of detail because you emailed me and you said, man, we need to really go into detail on it. And we're going to talk about someone that doesn't have enough muscle. But before that, let's talk about people that are just too fat to start a prep. Um, and by the way, guys, if, if, if you're out there 
listening, thinking, well, I don't want to step on stage, but I'm serious about my physique. We're talking about a serious diet in general. Like I'm doing a serious diet right now. I'm not going to get on stage. So whether you get on stage or whether you're just trying to diet down for the summer, maybe you want to look good for a photo shoot. It doesn't matter. This is dieting in general. Bodybuilding is just more extreme. The principles hold no matter what. Right. Bodybuilding is just so extreme that this becomes even more important for a bodybuilder because you have to get down such low body fat levels. But Jason, let's talk about someone that's too fat to start prep. I have people come to me all the time and they want to, they want to diet and do a show and it's a guy. And like I said, most of my clients are natural. He's got 60 pounds to lose. I'm like, listen, dude, you're going to lose so much muscle. You don't get it. You you just want to step on stage and they don't understand. They're not stupid. It's not their fault. They just don't know. But I know because I've been doing this for fucking over a decade. So I always tell them like, listen, We'll do a, a show next year, but right now we're going to yeah. fucking diet. Like we're going to, we're going to pull yeah. fucking 30 pounds off of you. Then we're going to reverse. And then we're going to diet for a show with 30 pounds to lose, not 60. Um, what do yeah. you normally do whenever you have somebody come to you? Do you do pretty much the same thing? Yeah, I know. I mean, like if I, if someone comes to me, I'm pretty direct and I'm like, you don't really look like a physique athlete. Like I can't see your ass. You've got an inner tube around your back this isn't really going to be a good spot to start a prep in. I'll prep you, but let's, let's get you leaner. Let's get you maybe to 12% if it's a guy, maybe 16 or 18 if it's a woman. Let's, let's have no real bad problem fat areas. Let's diet you down, reset your insulin sensitivity. Then the next phase is going to be us reversing calories smartly. We'll get your calories. If you're a woman over 2,000, you'll still be lean. If you're a man, probably 3,000. And then we can start prep from there so that we only need 16 or less weeks and that's going to be the best way to preserve muscle and go about this whole uh endeavor you know i don't like my people to be walking around with inner tubes around their waist and you know just bloat it and pushing calories so if you come to me like that i'm going to do it in stages yeah i same thing, man. Like it, our reputations on the line too, as coaches and a lot of people, they don't, they don't realize that, but most people, they just don't know. They're just, they're just green and they don't know. And that's okay. That's why we're putting out this podcast. So you guys do yeah. see some of these things. You're like, fuck. Okay. Gorman and Jason said, I probably need to lose a little bit of fat. So let me diet. Yeah. Me. I mean, it's an improvement season. It's not an off season. You know, I see all these guys in the gym where, where I train and you know, they're in their off season. They're like, Oh, it's just time to get big. And their face is red and they're, they have no separation between their delts and their arms. And I'm like, man, like, that's just not really bodybuilding, dude. Like, you just look like a farm boy, like, you know? And it's just not the way I go about things with my clients. Like, you're going to look like an athlete if you work with me. And I, I want people to start their preps like that with high calories and already looking, you know, that we, so we don't have to fucking cut your calories to next to nothing and lose muscle to get you ready. Dude, it's funny. I just smiled real big because you talked about looking like a farm boy, and you're over there in Kentucky. <laughs> I can, I can see, I can see some, some hill. I mean, I'm in, oh, Missouri, yeah. so I'm in Missouri. Yeah, they're like they bail hay all day, not lift weights. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's 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 talk about people that don't have enough muscle to step on stage. I kind of fell into this category back yeah. in 2009, 2010 when you and I worked together. I just wanted to compete so fucking bad. They didn't have men's physique back then. Mm-hmm. But, dude, we see it. We have a lot of people come to us, and they just – they're going to get decimated, especially in the yep. MPC. I mean, especially in the MPC. Yes. Uh, natural bodybuilding, you can kind of get away with it a little bit if your conditioning is on point because yeah. there's a lot of people yep. that just don't have enough muscle. Um, but what's, yeah. the, what's the talk that you normally have with somebody when they just don't have enough muscle? 
Well, you know, again, I'm, I'm pretty direct as a coach. And so I don't really sugarcoat it. I just literally say like, you don't have enough muscle yet. And I can't whittle a toothpick. And, you know, I need to take some time to build a frame here. And, you know, if someone doesn't have quite enough muscle, you can get lean and you still don't even look ripped because you just don't have density to the muscle. And you don't have enough muscle to create the lines and the crevices that when you get in that nice light that you have those, those shreds and everything. So, you know, I tell them, look, you just need more time and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, don't take it as a, as an offense. Like I waited five years before I competed and I still sucked. Um, so, you know, it just, this whole thing takes time, especially if you're not a genetic freak. Um, and so I just explained that, you know, I'm direct, but I'm nice. And I just say, look, we just need time. Let's build, let's build for a year and see where you're at. Let's get your calories up. Let's make you have a nice shape to you and, and then go from there. And, you know, sometimes guys will come to me and they want to do classic and they don't have legs yet, you know? And so I say, look, uh, let, let's, let's work on your legs twice a week. Let's hammer it out and let's build your body and, you know, give it a year. And, you know, if along the way they're still not coming up and you want to hop on stage after a year and do physique, well, then, you know, we'll go ahead and give that a go. But let's give it a year working, working together, doing all the things right, all the things consistent and see where you're at and then and then prep. But, yeah, you know, it's just you, you can't whittle a toothpick, man. you got to have some some size there or else it's just not going to be the look that, that wins on stage. And that, you know, that was me in 2000. I tried to prep in 2008 and I never made it, but I was only working out for one year solid as a bodybuilder. And a lot of people think that that's, even when you're young they think that that's enough time and it's just not, it took me taking like four to five good years without dieting at all. Like little mini cuts here and there to actually really put that kind of size on. And then, you know, the longer someone's trained, the better you get at training. So actually the better your gains become after a few years and people don't realize that they just, they want to chase the stage because they see, they see the the glamour and the glitz of it. And they, they want that so bad. They see the magazines and now it's social and it's just, you you know, you put down a couple other things here in this bullet point that you send me kind of, they need a solid base of training under their belt but also they need to understand their nutrition. And that's really hard after only training for six months yep. or a year, you know? Yep. It's one of those things where most, can, most people can, aren't counting. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's one yeah, of those yeah. things where you get people, they're not really counting and understanding macros at the level that they would if they were doing this for a few yes. years. I just wanted to, right. I just wanted to hit that point. Yeah. And you know, I mean, that's why coaches exist. You know, I certainly probably maybe could have done um, maybe that five years could have been shortened to three. Um, and, and that's why coaches are here and, and we can help, you know, get you from A to Z a lot quicker. Um, but, but even then you just need time under the iron to kind of just, you know, polish the diamond. It's just, it takes a while. Um, so don't be in such a hurry to, to rush up there. Um, you got to have a base to work with to, to have the look, uh, when your body's lean. Yeah. And let's, you know, most people, they don't, they don't look like a body. You know what? We're going to get into that. Let's talk about our goals for a client. So we've talked about all these red flags, all these things that we see um, that we don't mistakes. We don't want you guys to make because we either made these early in our careers or ourselves. We want to pass these on you guys. Now let's talk about our goals for a client or our goals ourselves to set up our, our diet. I put on here. The first one is to prime metabolism and spend more time of the year in a surplus than a deficit. So yeah, there's a time to diet for three, four or five weeks, do a mini cut or whatever. 
but most of the year should be spent in a surplus. So your metabolism is actually in a yes. healthy place. And the last time I dieted, I was done. I dieted down until August. And that's when I got to around 200 pounds. And then my labs weren't good. So I went on HRT. You guys can go back, listen to episode three to hear about that. But that was August. Now I started my diet two weeks ago. It's March. I spent all that time priming my metabolism, training hard, putting muscle on to get ready because I knew I was going to have to diet again because I just am not as lean as I want to be. Yep. But that was crucial. Yep. If I would have turned around and tried to diet three months after that, I wouldn't have hardly lost shit. So Right. You know, a lot of people, Jason, they just don't understand. You have to prime your metabolism, to get it into a good place to be able to diet. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, especially, um, you know, if you're someone who, you know, had, had dieted uh, prior, um, your hormones are going to be down and your metabolic capacity is going to be down. So you need that time to rebuild that. And the more muscle you put on, um, you're going to be a little bit more efficient the next time you diet. That doesn't mean you're always going to be able to have these, you know, big jumps in calories that you can diet on, but you still will be more efficient. And, you know, that, that increase in that metabolic capacity is just really important so that you don't have to drop your calories so hard right off the bat. So yeah, it's, it's important to get set up on the right way, you know? And so, you know, but one mistake I do see guys and gals make is, you know, um, they'll go ahead and start calories really hard, but really they should have kind of dropped fat first and then pushed the calories. But, you know, you can't do that if you just came off a show. But, you know, if you've been pushing, pushing, pushing for a while, sometimes, you know, when clients come to me, they've got a good calorie intake, but they're too fat. And so I'll go ahead and lean them out and then we'll go ahead and reverse and build that capacity. So, you know, it, not every um, recipe is the same for every client, but at the end of the day, yes, you want to build your calories up going into um, your, your cutting phase. You know, the next one is, is, you know, obviously building muscle. Take the time to build muscle. I don't think we need to say any more about that. But Jason, I do want to ask you on the next one to go ahead and explain, what do you like your bodybuilders to look like in the off season or the improvement yep. season for the most part, your guys, yep. your guys and your girls. And then I'm going to add a couple things to that. Sure. So I understand that not everyone is going to stay sub 10%. I get that. But you should be able to see the outlines of your abs um, if you're a guy for sure. Um, you should be able to see three quads, uh, three, the three muscles, um, the three main heads in your quads. There's, there's four main ones really, but the other ones kind of takes a good amount of being lean and then even leaner to see your sartorius. But you should at least be able to see three quad heads, at least a faint look to them if you're a guy. I don't want big chunks of uh, love handles sticking out. Um, so, you know, that's in general, um, those are the, usually the areas where people kind of, kind of fade and, and get bad. Um, you know, obviously we don't want big, you know, you know, mounts hanging off the, the ab, um, ladies, you know, I just don't want to see a lot of problem areas. They don't have to hold abs. It's, it's harder for the women and they need to get their periods back. Um, but they shouldn't have, you know, big bellies and again, um, you know, uh, like the saddlebag fat area or like, you know, big, um, like areas of, of love handles. It should be a, a nice dispersed, even amount of body fat. If they have proper hormones, if a lot of them are estrogen dominant, which a lot of women come to me, I fix it, but you'll see the fat patterns where they'll have more of the saddlebags. They'll have more of the love handles, all, all that, that hip region fat 
And I don't want to see that, that, that sends off bells and whistles to me and I'm looking at labs and I'm fixing it. So, um, those are just some things that I look at. Um, but you know, you got to balance hormones and make sure people uh, are in good range and able to perform as well. I do have a few men who will keep really good six packs, but their love handles will start to jut out and you know, their legs, I can see their three heads. And so we just got to kind of live with it. That's just them. Um, but in general, those are some the cues that I look at and then I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to diet you first and then reverse you and, uh, not go right into a, a gaining phase when they come to me, even if that's what they want to do. Uh, if some of those problem areas are there. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm adding one more thing to talk about. Um, you know, to, to kind of piggyback off that, what I like to tell my clients because they're mostly natural is you should look like a bodybuilder when you walk around in the gym. People should know that you yep. work out, at least know you work out. Now, natural bodybuilders aren't all going to be huge. Most aren't going to be huge, but at least people should be able to tell that you work out. And if not, then you need to spend more time growing. And I just tell people that all the time. I've got Dude, I've probably got nine or 10 clients this year and it's not their fault. Like I've been working with them for one to two years and I just cannot get size put on these guys. They're training, they're doing everything right. Their macros are great. Um, and whenever I see them not putting on the size that they want to be able to get on stage, I immediately, immediately after a year, I have them go look at labs. Um, if the labs were good to start with, they were okay. I have them go look at labs and I can't tell you how many, especially guys, they aren't putting on the size that they need to put on. They're very low free test. And you guys can go back and listen oh, to yeah. optimizing testosterone. Uh, it's, it's episode three, but they're very low free test. They might be middle range test, but they're very low free test or they're yeah, the low usable on form is not there. Right. Yep. So their ability to put on muscle is very low. And I've probably had 10 people just in the last couple months. I've gotten their labs back and I'm like, listen, man, we got to fix this. So a lot of them have either gone on HRT because they were low or I loaded them up on things like dim and boron and your extra court by new ethics is, is, yep. is a great product, you know, and then add a natural test booster to that. So it's, yes. um, it's just something that I want to pass along guys. If you're not guys and girls, if you're not seeing the progress you need, that could be why, um, yep. let's talk about, let me move down here. Something I just added. We talked about not doing too many shows, but we've got to talk about the natural versus enhanced side of this because here's the thing, guys. Yeah. You see a lot of IFBB pros or a lot of people in the NPC. I mean, dude, I, I grew up watching people do the Arnold in March and then turn around and do the, yep. the Olympia in September. And they're all IFBB yep. pros or great athletes. But, Jason, there's a reason why they're able to do that versus being natural. You can't. Go yeah, ahead and yeah. touch on that from the assistant side. Yeah, I mean, so what they're doing is, uh, you know, they're going to put a blast cycle together into the show. Um, and then when they come, you know, to bridge in between their shows, they're going to pull a lot of that back. But they're still going to keep in a bit of testosterone. Now, obviously, that's going to be different for every guy. Some guy might keep 750 in, but some of them are going to be smarter and just do you know, their HRT in between, maybe adding some more natural supplements at the time. And you're going to bridge. So you're not going to have that lull in your hormones that you're going to have if you're a natural male bodybuilder. I mean, we know they've done tests and male, you know, bodybuilders, you know, by the time they're done with their diet, you know, their testosterone's down in the hundred range. And so that's going to be impossible to hold on to for a year. And I mean, eventually you're just going to get worse and you're going to feel like dog shit. But that doesn't happen if you can bridge in between your cycles and stay on HRT and keep those hormones in range. So it's a different 
it's a different, um, you know, area and it's not one to be emulated by a natural bodybuilder. No. And honestly, you throw in elite genetics on top of that. Yes. Um, it's just not, man, you just got to be real careful. And a lot of people that are just new to this, they just don't know, man. Like they just, they just don't. Correct. Um, right. A couple other things I want to talk about and then we'll wrap this up. I like to make sure whenever I prep people, all the things in their life are manageable. Their work is in a good place. Their, their relationships are in a good place. Just life in general is ready. And because dieting should be a planned event, not just something that you decide to do one day. And I see people, they react to certain events in life and they're like, fuck this. I'm going to diet. I'm going to get lean. Or, you know, I just want to be lean again, or I'm getting a divorce. Fuck him. I'm going to get shredded. And I've done that in the past before. Um, I just wanted to, you know, touch on that. Do you agree with that? All things should be manageable and set up as an actual event. Like dieting should be looked at. It's not just something you want to do one day, but I look at it like an event. Is that how you look at it? It is. I mean, as soon as my clients come to me and even, you know, say that they're looking to do shows this year, I get the calendar out and, you know, we start, I start counting weeks and I start seeing like, well, how long can I get their calories up? When do I, what's the drop dead date that I definitely have to have this person dieting by? Does it even add up? Does it work? Um, And then I agree with you, like all of the things you said, like, don't do this when your relationship's bad. Like, you know, if that's the case, work on that. Um, you know, if work is just a nightmare, uh, you know, I have some accountants that I work with and there's times of the year where they just cannot prep. Uh, so, you know, you got to take all that into, uh, into consideration. And I agree with you. It should be something that should be planned for not a reactive type situation. No, I agree a hundred percent. And Jason, I, I apologize. I did leave one mistake out. Um, but I think it's a great way to end the show. It's, yep. Not everyone should step on stage. I, and that's a very, very yeah. hard reality for some guys and girls listening. Um, yeah. I've got a few that I'm working with now that I've talked to them up front. And I let them know, hey, this, this may not be the healthiest thing for you. We'll give it a shot. Worst case is we get you leaner. We try and hold a leaner body fat set point, kind of like our last episode that we talked about. But some people I'm watching very close because I'm ready to have that conversation and say, hey, listen, you're going to come out of this worse. Getting on stage may yeah. not be the best idea. Talk about how you kind of see that with some women, and I'll talk about the guys. Like, what are you looking yeah. for to know that uh, you probably don't want to go there? Yeah, you know, um, I've worked with some in the past, and I've had to have that conversation. And we looked at labs, and their labs were fine, and their bodies looked great but they just didn't want to like lean out with normal practices so you know you get to the point where you're 10 times calories and they start to look a little bit better but they're just not really responding um but these aren't fat people per se they're in shape um but it's like for you to get ready we're going to drop this to 800 calories three hours of cardio Um, and even then I'm like, I don't know that your body, your skin's going to start to thin out and look any better, you know, and I've had those conversations before, but you know, I'll see them, um, posting and and they look great. So I've seen it, those types of people. I've also pure endomorphs that just, um, you know, just to even be fit is, is work for them every day and to drive their bodies into the ground to try to live up to these standards. Um, it's really just not a good idea. Um, you know, unfortunately this sport is 
really driven by, especially like bikini girls, the best bikini athletes are the super skinny girls that were ectomorphs and you just get to build them up into it. You know, if, if someone's an endomorph and they're trying to force their body into bikini, man, it, it really usually sets off a lot of hormonal cascadal bullshit. That's just not worth, uh, the plastic trophy in the end. And so, you know, those conversations sometimes have to be had. They're a little difficult, but, um, you know, I'd rather have that conversation with people than, um, you know, ruin their, the rest of their life. And I've seen that happen, you know, um, endomorphic type women who they kind of get stage ready. They still never were going to win. And then when they get done, like, it's just a cascade of bullshit where you're, working with them two years just to try to get hormones even and you know to low regular uh where they can eat a cheat meal and not gain five pounds you know so um yeah I, i'm always on the lookout for those bodies and um you know i have a lot of conversations with my women you know a lot of women you know are, aren't happy with their look even when they when they don't have love handles they have a flat stomach you know they want to look like this girl or that girl and you know i'm like just be happy that sometimes you're not, you know, overweight, you don't have big love handles, you know, all these things, but it's tough, uh, with the Instagram and all the, the, the models putting stuff out there. But, uh, yeah, those are the kind of bodies that I've talked to before and just said, this might not be what you need to do for yourself. Yeah. And you know, some people will say, thank you. I, I've had quite a few say, thank you. Some of them say, fuck you. And they're, yeah. they're pissed. Um, yep. But really, we're just looking out for your health. Um, yeah. And guys, too, we're going to address them in a minute. One of the things I notice, too, Jason, whenever I start to screen people, like you said, labs could be great. But I'll notice in the offseason, because I really like to work with someone in the offseason if I can, so I can yes. learn their body. Yep. And I work 100%. with most of my athletes for a year, so I get to know them. And I see that it's just a constant battle in the offseason just to keep yeah. fat at bay. Like I'm constantly having to do insulin sensitivity resets. I'm having to constantly do little mini cuts every, seems like every four to five months. And they're just gaining and gaining. And, you know, they're telling me I'm spot on the diet. Most of them, I believe them. They send me their, their yep. logs yep. and all that stuff, but they're, they're just very endomorphic. And it just, yep. I just know deep down, I'm like, fuck. Like if I get them peeled, especially for like figure or women's physique, their body is going to rebound hard as fuck after this because they're natural, right? If, if there, if it was a lady on HRT, I wouldn't worry as much about the rebound. We right. talked about that before, but man, I, I just worry for them. It actually bugs me a lot. Um, I, I actually think about that kind of shit at night. I think about what's going to happen after because I know they're not going to be happy. I know they're going to struggle. And, um, it's something I watch for now with the guys, the guys, it's it's something I watch for as well. And it's there are people, and I know one of them is my best friend. He's listening. I'm not going to say his name, but we all know he's lost a lot of weight. And people always ask him, "When are you ever going to compete? Are you ever going to get on stage?" Because they know him and I are best friends, and this is what yeah. I do. And I've told him, "Like, dude, it's not fucking worth it. First of all, you you don't have the build, yeah. but second of all, it's not. You've done all this great. You've not gained any fat back." Um, why would you want to put yourself through that? If one, you don't have the physique and the genetics for it, just keep improving it. But I know the yeah. hormonal fuckery that's going to happen afterwards is just going to be way too hard on him because he's a, he's a natural guy. So to me, Jason, it's, it's these really, really endomorphic type guys yes. that one, we're not going to be able to get them all the way stage ready anyway. No. Like Very no. rarely. I'm sorry. I feel like we're great coaches, but you can only fucking do so much before the body says, fuck you. 
and they're not able to adhere with what you would have to do. Like you mentioned hours of cardio and, you know, some protein veggie days that like most people just can't fucking do that. Yep. Any, anything you want to yeah, add I, with what you see with the guys, like any, any, yeah. any, uh, red flags where you're like, man, fuck, I don't know if you want to get on stage. No, with guys, I think it's more your, your pure endomorphs who, who, who again, don't even have the structure if they could get that lean. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? If, especially if they want to stay natural all their life, like I know there's, there's pure endomorphs out there who have went and done it and, and built physiques, but they didn't stay natural. Um, you know, and so they were able to build those gorilla shoulders and, and build different things to kind of overcome that structure. But, you know, a lot of times I see endomorphic men who, who even do get that lean, you know, their, their knee joints are just big and, you know, their, their shoulders are normally narrow and the hips are wide and it's just, they might be shredded, but it's never really going to do anything on stage. And they're really hurting their hormones, especially if they want to stay natural all their lives. So I think it's really the pure endomorphs on the men's side is, as well. Yeah. Most guys don't, don't have a problem whenever I mention it to them. I, I just tell them like, listen, your goal should be to walk around you know, as lean as you can be, look like a bodybuilder, but you don't have to step on stage. I mean, guys, the rock doesn't fucking get on stage. The guy's got an amazing right. physique, right? I'm not saying right. you need to get as lean as the rock, but I mean, look at fucking Vin Diesel, right? The guy yeah. has a good physique. People look up to him. There's no reason you can't be happy with that. Getting on stage yeah. isn't the end all be all and it's not for everybody. Correct. Um, Dude, that's pretty much, we've got the show wrapped up or you have any final thoughts or anything that you can think of we left out? I think we covered it in detail. I think we covered it in detail too. I think, you know, for most people it's, it's, it's time and consistency. And if you can't put in, in three, four, five years of time and consistency, um, you know, you're probably not ready to get on stage. Again, there are those genetic outliers who are already freaking huge before they touch a weight. I get it. One year of training, you're probably ready to roll. But for the rest of us mere mortals, you know, you got to put some time in. Um, but I think the last thing I would say is let someone else kind of help assess you because you're never going to feel ready. And if, you, and if you only kind of look at this at yourself without getting another opinion, you're always going to say, ah, I'm not ready. And it, and it might never happen. And if it truly is a goal of yours, you're just going to take that, take that jump. Like I said, I have years in and I still sucked, but other outside people were coming up to me in the gym saying, Hey, have you ever thought about competing? And honestly, I, I never had, but the, you know, these bodybuilders were starting to kind of bring me in the fold and saying, Hey, you know, you could be good at this. You got nice shape, you know, you're starting to put on some shoulders, blah, blah, blah. So, but I wouldn't, if I, if it would have been up to me, I would have just kept saying, ah, oh, that ain't for me. I've had the genetics. I'm not going to do this. Um, so get an outside opinion too. Don't just leave it to yourself because you're never going to feel ready. Yeah, man. And, and I think using a coach to get an opinion like myself or you that's full with clients that will be direct with you because if, if we don't feel like you're ready, we're just going to tell you like we don't care if you hire us or not. We want the right, right kind of client. Right. So be careful not to talk to somebody that has like four fucking clients because, yeah, they're going to say, oh, you're ready. Let's yes. fucking do it. They don't know what the fuck yes. they're talking about. So, yeah, I was thinking someone you trust, um, but you might you don't know me from Adam, but but I'm not going to lie to you. But uh, yeah, someone you trust as an opinion. Um, I just know that myself, I would have never probably felt ready. Um, so, 
Yeah, dude, I, I had blinders on. I thought I was ready. I thought I was going to fucking win my class in an MPC <laughs> show at 155 fucking pounds. And I turned away men's oh, yeah, first not me. fucking year and got last in bodybuilding. Like, I, I had no yeah. clue. So most people that are new, like, that was that was me. I get it, guys. If you're new, don't be ashamed of it. You just don't fucking know. That's why we're trying to yeah. trying to kind of open this up to show yeah. you guys. Um, my personality is just that I'm always not good enough. So, you know, I... I was, I would have never have taken that leap, uh, until, you know, a couple bodybuilders were telling me. So, yeah, I get it guys. This is a great time to hit pause. Leave us a review. We're going to be giving away that free year of prep with me over the next two to three weeks, the next two to three episodes We're we're doing well and we appreciate you guys, but we need you to help us grow the show. So please leave a review and then screenshot us on social and I'll keep track of those. Jason, I'm going to go ahead and break it down, man. You ready to uh, get back to work on a Sunday? I know you've got some cool shit coming up with classes and all that you're planning. So, yes. Uh, you want to let, you know yep. what? You want to let people know about that? Are do you are you going to have some more classes? Yeah, people yeah. We're asking. Just go ahead and let people know about yes. that. We'll close it. Yeah. Down. Um so, uh people have been asking. So, uh I'm going to do it. I'm going to have another hormone class April 12th. Um this is basically how to fix hormonal adaptation that has, um, I'm sorry, me- metabolic adaptation that has that hormonal component where, you know, they've already tried to feed up and it's just not working and there's something else going on. And I teach you how I handle it and how to fix it. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking the date's going to be April 12th. I already had four pre-signs. Um, I got about six spot- spots left and you can watch my Instagram for, um, uh, when to, uh, register. But if you know, for a fact you want in, you can email me at Jason at scoobyprep.com. Awesome, man. Yeah. And I know I've got two planned. I've just been getting my ass kicked with some business stuff that only you and I know about behind the scenes that I've got to get that stuff finished, but it's looking like probably April. I'll go ahead and unveil the next two that I have, um, which will be pretty cool. One will be advanced dieting strategies where we talk about how to set up macros for different diets and personalize those for your clients and we'll do advanced ketogenic dieting which will always be fun for those people that want to try keto or you want to run it on your clients i've actually come up with a way that i personally do it that's unlike any way any other way to kind of help you guys understand so i'll have those two coming up um i just need to get through this business stuff because you know as as, uh the economy and the business side of everything has kind of been hit hard right in the nuts right now with all this corona stuff going on i've got to make that a priority so um Guys, stay safe. Hope everyone's well. Crush your home gym workouts. From myself and Jason, we're out of here. Thanks, guys. See ya.